This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey everybody, my name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you from a rental car. What kind of car is this, Graham? Doug, we are in a Mitsubishi Endeavor, which is sort of Mitsubishi's big uh, Jeep Cherokee, if you will, SUV. It's, it's fine. It's Mitsubishi is decent. I'm excited that we're in a SUV on Earth Day. <laughs> yeah. I wish uh, the rental car companies would have more... They should just, their whole fleet should just be hybrids. Like, they just, they'll, they, they all have some hybrids, but they're not, it's like a specialty item and you have to pay extra for it. It's like they should just make everything a hybrid. Yeah, 
Yeah, come on, rental cars. Enterprise, get in any hybrid and go. <laughs> We're driving from Eugene, Oregon to PDX to fly back to Los Angeles, LAX, on Sunday, April 22nd to Ocean's 12 at, it's like 8.37 a.m. right now. So I say that so that if we're bad at the games, you'll go, well, they just woke up. Let's, <laughs> let's give them a break. And we're driving through uh, fog. It's very foggy. Yeah, it's crazy foggy right now. It's just, You can't see very far in front of the car. So that could, that could lead to some excitement when a, a sheep wanders out into the road. That could really affect build the title, hitting <laughs> cattle. Last night we did the second annual 421 show at Wow Hall. Wow Hall in Eugene. Woodsman of the world. Yeah, that's what it stands for. No one is wow, no one is hall. Graham was undefeatable, taking on Brandy and Joey and... Was it David we gave the prize? No, we gave the prizes to Joey. Joey, I beat David, Brandy, and then Joey at the end. I defeated him, and we still just gave him prizes because we had to go. Yeah, we can't, you know, can't play all night. (laughs) I got a question for you, Graham. Why do you hate Chicago? (laughs) Who tweeted that? Uh, Let me tell you something, friend. Uh, I grew up in Chicago. I am a Cubs and a Bears and a Bulls fan and a Blackhawks fan. I love performing in Chicago. Next week, when Doug is there, I will be working in Las Vegas, Nevada. And if you really want me to perform there, why don't you get you and all your friends to email Zanies and say, we want Graham Elwood to come headline the city that I love and am from and my brother lives there. Yeah, so do that, you guys. Um, I will be at Zanies in Chicago on Tuesday night. And we're going to play the Leonard oh, Walton game. Chicago. Wait, you just said all that stuff about how much you like it. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love it. It's great. My favorite thing about Chicago's is how much fun it is saying, The Bears! You are the Bears! Like, there's a new Geico commercial where that stupid lizard says it. Like, it wasn't funny 20 years ago or whenever oh. it started. Yeah, it was 20 years ago. It was 1992 Jesus. when they did that sketch. The Bears! That's the whole thing? Just saying to bears? Wow. <laughs> anyway, I'll be, now that I've alienated everyone <laughs> in Chicago that loves that expression, uh, I will be there. Like, it's it's a miracle that the Bears movie never came out of SNL. They made a movie of everything, but they never got around to making that one. Um, and the Gap Girls, I never made one out of that. But... Uh, I'll be at Zany's on Tuesday night. Winner of Leonard Malton game against my opening act, who will not be Graham Elwood because he'll be in Vegas, um, will be win a guest seat on Sunday's Douglas Movies taping at Zany's at 6 p.m. It's a weird start time. What am I doing in between the two shows? Like, people are going to be bugging me, like... You know, come to our town in between those two Chicago shows. 
Can't do it. Sorry. Can't do it. Yeah. I'm going to Ebert Fest. Oh, snap. Yeah, which is a lot more fun than Qbert Fest. Sounds like you're going down to Champaign-Urbana. From 20 years ago. Uh, that's right. Champaign-Urbana, uh, Roger Ebert's hometown. I've always wanted to go. He used to have a film festival that was like... Uh, Overlooked movies or undiscovered, you know. Right. Uh, I forget the expression for it, but anyway, he would uh, show movies that he thought were overlooked, and uh, he still does that. But he also shows some new movies, and they just call the whole thing the Roger Ebert Film Festival. So I'm going to be attending that for the first time. So if you're there, come over and say hey to me. Thank you to everyone who listened to the debut ep of Dining with Doug and Karen. You've all been so nice. We're going to do it twice. We've decided to do a second episode, and we'll be taping that sometime in May. Please write to me on Twitter with any of your thoughts and concerns about a show where I just sit there and eat. Episode we taped Douglas Movies at Cobbs in San Francisco last Thursday with TJ Miller, Pete Holmes, Dan Gabriel, and Mr. Elwood right here will plop sometime this week for free 90 minutes of yelling. <laughs> it is, I, it is the, the, the least amount of talking I think I've ever done in one of your podcasts. Yeah, because that Dan Gabriel won't shut the fuck oh, up. He's a, I was going to put a pillow over his head and smother him. If only there was a pillow around at the comedy club. I know. Why don't the comedy clubs have more pillows? From the corrections department, I must apologize to Aaron Peanut Wills from 311 for calling him David at one point during the last UCB show. I don't know why I did it. Just like I was just like it's your turn, David, and he looked at me kind of funny, and then he and then he answered. He did. It was he's a very very nice man. Correct you. He didn't go. No, my name's Aaron. No, I think he was just. I think he thought I was making some sort of reference that nobody got. You know, like maybe he was David and Sarah Silverman was Goliath. Oh, those three eleven guys are so nice. Yeah, he's a very good guy. And uh, go on the three eleven cruise if you can. Oh. It'll be the most fun you've ever ever had, especially if you like. 311 and weed. Yeah, and boats and sun. Yeah, Graham went for the boats and the sun. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was, it was a year ago uh, that I became a fan, you know, and like really got to see 311 and, and really fell in love with them and their fans. It was awesome. Now, when is the Comedy Film Nerds episode that we did at Bridgetown Fest going to be available? That will be available uh, this Friday, which is the 27th. It is our first ever uh, paid episode. It's with Janine Garofalo and Doug Benson. It's $1.99. It'll be in the album section. $1.99? Are you out of your mind? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. We've given 105 episodes for free. Oh, I meant because you're giving it away so cheaply. Oh! Oh, well, that's a great deal. Yes, <laughs> I had a wonderful time recording my new album on 420 at Parlor Live in Bellevue, Washington. 
Graham, there, Graham was there too And we did two shows One guy had to be kicked out for loud talking In the first show And then four or five ladies It all happened so quickly I don't even know how many of them there were Four or five ladies got the boot during the second show So all I'm trying to say is Don't fuck with Parlor Live people Parlor Live man They were on the case Like people would just like sneeze And they'd be all up on them Like we're recording an album Gotta have you quiet <laughs> But I'm allergic to Doug Benson's comedy <laughs> You should have come to the show then You fucking asshole <laughs> um, So it's going to be called Smug Life And it'll be released by Comedy Central Records this summer I mean they still have to hear the shows They may go, listen you babbling yeah. stoner We're not going to put this out And a fucking <laughs> People don't want to listen to you read your goddamn tweets for an hour The second show is very unscripted <laughs> Well, yeah, that's that was the point. Is I got extra high for the second one. Got some news for you, Graham. Movie news. The next Hunger Games has a director, and no one is excited about it. Francis Lawrence is going to direct Catching Fire or whatever it's called. What? Do you know who that is? No. What has he done? He's done three movies. And I've seen all three of them, and that's part of why I'm not excited about him directing the next Hunger Games. Because to me, it's just they've replaced the guy that was a journeyman director with another journeyman director. Like somebody that doesn't have a specific, you know, maybe he'll surprise me. But his three previous movies were Constantine, I Am Legend, and Water for Elephants. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Not a bad filmmaker. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I Am Legend had some exciting parts. I will say this. I think he's going to be a better action director than Gary Ross. Because, like, you can, yes. I Am Legend yes. had some really cool stuff. And so did Constantine. And Water for Elephants had some pretty good <laughs> elephant fighting. It did. The good elephant It fighting. was about elephants that were sent out into the jungle to fight each other to the death. Yeah, it was. It was elephant cage And fighting. they were like, they weren't hungry. They just needed water. He's thirsty. God. <laughs> Don't go to the water hole. The Water for Elephants games. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got way too much makeup. May every one of you remember, or something like that. What was this? What was the slogan in Hunger Games that they kept saying over and over again? I can't even remember it. It's such an unmemorable slogan. Isn't it? May the odds be with you. May, and may the odds be all in your favor. Like. Oh, that movie That movie drives me crazy Yeah and they kept saying it over and over again It's just like yeah we get it But why couldn't it be something more You know they say more clever things On fucking Survivor You know I think this guy The tribe has spoken is so much better I think this guy will do a better job than Gary Ross In terms right. of Is he going to be amazing is it going to be like, oh my God, Christopher Nolan? No, but I think you'll go. I think there'll be a. I think there'll be a noticeable difference, and you'll go. This the action in the second one was a lot better. The fog is lifted. And it's a beautiful day. Gorgeous day in Northern Oregon. It's green and sunny and bright and fun. Hey y'all, if you've got any movie-related games that you play with your friends, tweet them at me or send them to contact at douglasmovies.com or find my Douglas Movies thread on a special thing.com and suggest your game and uh, I'll play the ones I like right here in the rental car episodes. Give them a test run, if you will. See if they can make it to the big show. <laughs> yep, we'll give them a test run of the car. That's a minor league. <laughs> this is a single A ball here. 
<laughs> barely. Yes. This is barely single A ball. This is more like developmental league. What is it? Where, where does it go from there? Double A. The single A is the lowest, then double, then triple, then from triple A. Next stop is the big show, the big leagues. Oh, oh, okay. So, that's what I'm so single A is the. Lowest. That's like that's little league. <laughs> single A is the is the lowest of the my of the minor leagues. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Like the minor leagues need lo- need levels. Like I'm in the minor leagues, not in the big show. That's how be as easy as that to explain, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right, this isn't. They probably don't go whipping around the A's when they you know if you're in single A, you're probably just like I'm in the minor leagues. Right. If you're in, <laughs> if you're in double, if you're in triple A, you very make a point. Well, if you're in triple A, you, you can at least uh, you know you can east, at least operate all your battery operated. Items, because it's based on batteries, right? AAA batteries. Yeah. Are you sure the fog lifted? <laughs> not my, not my personal fog. My personal fog is never ending. <laughs> Ever present. Yes. Do you hunger for games, Graham? Oh, I do, Dougaly. Let's start with. Uh, oh, I hope that doesn't catch on. We'll start with movie cats from Never Not Funny. Remember. Someone suggested, and I agree, no sequels. Sequels make it too easy, or easier. So we'll let you pick a starter, Graham. Name a, name a movie or, or an actor, either, either one. Now, are we going back to the... We're just going to go back and forth until somebody's stumped. But it's... Can you, you, it goes... It switches back and forth between movie, between movie and actor, okay. yeah. That other version was dumb. Um, yeah, you didn't like that other version because you're, you're stupid. <laughs> no. Let's go with Play Misty for me Okay So I gotta name an actor from Play Misty for me And the only people I can even think of that are in it Are uh, the former Mayor of the city of Carmel, California (laughs) And Jessica Walter can you think of another Jessica Walter oh, movie? Wow. You might have killed yourself out, out of the gate. I did. I sepakued myself. Yeah. What else was Jessica Walter in? Jessica Walter was in... Was she in Four Seasons with the Alan Alda movie? I don't think so. Am I going to have to look that up? Yeah. I don't, I don't think she was. I don't think she was. She's a tough one. She was in other movies, but that was her big famous movie because she was the... The woman who was like stalking Clint Eastwood and played a, a radio DJ. I haven't seen it forever. I don't know if it holds up, but I, it was a pretty. It's a great premise. Yeah, yeah. It was a. I remember it being a you know a fun movie when I was when I was young. And she played a good. She played a good Looney Tune, you know. Yeah, and she'll be you know if they ever get it done, she'll be in the Arrested Development movie. Yeah. But let me jump on my. Uh, let me jump on my IMDb here and because uh, IMDb. What? I thought she was one of, in one of the couples. That she she might have been, but you, you might be thinking of Rita Moreno. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not confuse the woman from West Side Story. It was Carol Burnett, Rita Moreno, a young a young girl that was with the, the older guy played by uh, George. What's his name? George Sunza, I think. Who was with Alan Alda? That, that couldn't have been Jessica Walsh. 
Four Seasons. All right, here we go. Let's get this. Ooh, Four Lions just came up. I still haven't seen that. I hear such good things about it all the time. Alan Alda, Carol Burnett. Oh, Len Carriou is the older guy with the younger girl. Sandy Dennis was in it, too, with Rita Moreno. Oh, it wasn't George Zunza. It was Jack Weston. Bess Armstrong was the younger girl. Then, for some reason, like, Alan Alda's kids were in it somewhere. Right. But, yeah, they all went out, like, on a boat. And the the old guy and the younger girl were doing some loud fucking that was annoying everybody. Which has kind of become a staple in any time it's a movie about couples going on vacation. All right, Graham. So, uh... Let me let me see if I can if I can't name another Jessica Walter movie then this one this one's officially a draw. Um, what else was she in? I want to think that she was maybe in Step the first Stepford Wives, but but I don't think I don't think that's right either. So now I'm just going to go to Leonard. I'm going to go to Leonard Malton and see what he lists for her movies because she's been in some movies a million movies but they were all just you know older and not play Misty for me so it's hard to because that was kind of her big co-starring yeah that was a big deal because she she was the uh, you know she she was the trouble she was the problem (laughs) she was the problem she was uh, the one calling up and saying play the song Misty for me she was in Grand Prix, The Group, Bye Bye Braverman, and then Play Misty for Me. Leonard only gave Play Misty for Me three stars, so that's not a good sign. Then she was in Golden Girl with Susan Anton. Remember that? She was like a runner. Yeah, yeah. Flamingo Kid! Oh, I right. should have remembered she's the, that. Yes, she's the, the bitch you up to. Uh, yeah, and she was in PCU, Slums of Beverly Hills. Dummy with Adrian Brody and Unaccompanied Minors. Wow, I couldn't think of any other. But none of those Jessica Walter are like movie. big. Like none of them were like big blockbusters or big standouts or award yeah. winners. She's just the sort of character actress that has just sort of been around for three, four years. Yeah, and doing certainly doing the best work of she's her life on uh, Arrested Development. She's so great on that. All right, so let's try another one since that was such a lame movie cats and also I just want to mention really quick I almost forgot that um, last night as part of you know we've this was the second annual 421 show that we did at the wow hall in Eugene and prior to that we'd done a show there on one of my uh, I think it was on the medical marijuana tour of fall of uh, of what was that 09 or 10 Something like that. Anyway, it's my third appearance at Wow Hall, but I'm finally so excited to say that I won a Wow Hall award. Congratulations. They give out awards every year. This one was in an envelope in the dressing room that I wouldn't have known about if Graham didn't notice it and then give it to me later. Because I didn't even go to the dressing room. I was just standing out back smoking weed the whole show. Except for the parts where I was on, of course. Um... But anyway, for for the year 2011, so for our show last year, we won the best non-musical or variety performance. And I just want to say what kind of amazing non-musical or variety performance winners they've had over the years. In 2010, the winner was the Yard Dogs Roadshow. <laughs> Whatever that means. 2009 was Girls Rock. 
so that was probably like an all-girl band or a, or a variety show with various girls rocking. Or maybe it was or is this a female, dudes in dresses. A female gem show? Because <laughs> it can't be musical, right? Yeah, best non-musical. Well, there's definitely music in these acts, but I guess they just mean... It's just, it you wasn't know, just a full-fledged band. Yeah, not a concert, per se. Like, 2008 was the Buckethead Guitar Hero Challenge. <laughs> so, I can only... I hope they had Buckethead there. It would be really sad if Why? Buckethead wasn't even at the Buckethead Guitar, guitar Hero Challenge. <laughs> then two, 2007 was MC Chris and Transformers. So, I, I'm assuming that means they played the movie Transformers and MC Chris did his own music for it. Right? Because then, cause then two years earlier, 2005, Star Wars 3 with MC Chris was the oh, number. So yeah. MC Chris has won a couple of times. Wow. Yeah. How'd we unseat that guy? Oh, and the Yard Dogs Roadshow won again in 2006. Oh, my God. 2004, Suicide Girls. That's oh. a fun show. They just come out and walk around and tell stories. 2003, Chuck Palunik. Palunik. Plunik. You know, the guy who wrote... Fight Club Chucky Yeah I never really knew How to pronounce his last name 2002 There was a tie <gasps> Very exciting Between Monsterama <laughs> And Rummage Sale <laughs> Do you think They just had A, a rummage I hope, sale I hope they just had We can't just give it To Monsterama We gotta Let's uh, let's throw a rummage fit, that sale That rummage sale Did pretty good business So they moved a lot of tickets from their sale. Yeah. 2001, the winner was the Young Women's Theater Collective. 2000 was the Bindle Stiff Family Circus. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so made up. That is such a fake What were you doing last year, Graham? Oh, I spent about a year touring with the Bindle Stiff Family Circus. <laughs> Bindle stiffs, they take care of you. They're not, they're very mean to their elephants. I didn't like that. <laughs> I was like, give those elephants some water. Oh, those, yeah. those elephants hunger for games and water. <laughs> I got red lighted on a Bindle stiff trade. In 1999, the Young Women's Theater Collective won again. So now I'm seeing yard dogs and young women winning twice. I'm going to go for it again next year. I mean, we just did it. We did the show. There's, there's no, wow, you almost just, uh, Hit a dude on a motorcycle. Why would a guy be going slow on a motorcycle in the fast lane? I don't get it. Yeah. Get it together, guy. Yeah, people in the, don't go in the far left lane if you're not committed to going faster than the speed limit. In 1998, when the category was created, Jello Biafra oh, was the winner. Oh, wow. He just talked about the music rights people or whatever. I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was against the NPRG or whatever. Oh, dude, Enchanted Forest theme park. Yes. Some guy last night, a drunk guy wandered up to me behind the, like, I met several people last night that did not have tickets to the show, didn't know I was going to be there. They were just wandering through their neighborhood and recognized me and came up to me and started uh, smoking with me. And there was a guy a drunk guy told me four times that his uncle or his father or his grandfather he told me four times and I don't remember uh, started the, this this enchanted forest place and I, the first time he told me I was very excited then he told me again I was like yeah you told me that already and then he told me again and I was like oh you're drunk you just wandered up to the backstage of my show 
already hammered out of your mind. He's like, yeah, I'm drunk. And then he told me again about the Enchanted Forest, and I said, listen, I gotta go back inside and tell some jokes. Um... That show was great. Like, Eugene is so awesome. There's, like, a bunch of fans that returned to that show. There were some cool name tags. And um, and then the girls that made us, uh, that one girl made us tie-dye shirts. That was uh, that was really awesome. Mine has, like, a, it's, it's like a star. It's, it looks like a, a hippie Captain America. It's really awesome. Yeah, people gave me so much, uh, like, a ton of weed and also, like, the, the shirt. And the, somebody else gave me a really nice piece that they made. And um, it was just uh, too many gifts, you guys. Like too too nice, but uh, totally appreciate it. And uh, but just for future shows, you, you don't have to bring me anything. I think we said, we've said this before on this this very podcast in some other rental car. All right, start us off again. This time, don't fuck it up. <laughs> All right, play Misty for me. Again? Why would you? Um, Did you think I was just going to say Clint Eastwood? Um, let's go with... Yeah, strategize this time. Let's go. It's good to pick a movie where, like, you're familiar with a lot of the actors. How do they start movie cats on Never Not Funny? How do they, where do they get the, the title or the actor from? Does someone just go first? Is that how it works? I think. I've only played this game once, and it was on Dan Cat's podcast. I didn't play it. I haven't been on Never Not Funny since they've started doing it consistently. Oh, okay. Um, let's go with... Listening to you think is so boring. I know. Just spit one out. Well, that's I'm trying to think of it. You said like think of the strategy. Strategize. Doing. Okay. And driving. Also. Oh yeah, you know, this straight line we're going in is okay. very complicated. Uh, sitting in the passenger seat, <laughs> eating a pot lollipop. Um, so, well, let's go with uh, oh, let's go with Magnum Force. All right. Like fixated apparently on uh, you, you're on like you're having kind of a Clint Eastwood morning. I can't even. I can't even. I mean, I'm sure whoever his girlfriend or wife was at the time might have been in it, or was she just in the gauntlet? What was Sandra? Was Sandra Locke in uh, Magnum Force? No, she's only right. been in the gauntlet and the. Uh, well, you forced my hand. She's been in more than three Clint Eastwood movies for sure. Oh, Josie Wales. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, you forced my hand, and I just have to say Clint Eastwood because I can't think of a, I can't think of anybody else that was in Magnum Force. Uh, Apologies to all the Magnum Force files out there. Oh, I love Dirty Harry movies. Who else was in it? Hal Holbrook was. Okay, that's all you need. Um, now name another Clint Eastwood movie. Let's go with uh, the um, Heartbreak Ridge. <laughs> you asshole! <laughs> Heartbreak Ridge. I can't think of anybody. I mean, I just have such a vague recollection of it. But let me think of. Uh, was in Heartbreak Ridge. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Heartbreak Ridge. I can't even. They're 
all such a blur. He made so many movies that are about heartbreak and ridges. <laughs> There's the he whole... did the ridges of Madison County. He did uh, ridge over ridge over my heartbreak. Why heartbreak ridge? I can't think of anybody. Who else was in it? Marsha Mason. Oh, she was the girl in Heartbreak Ridge. She was the heartbreak. Who played the Ridge? <laughs> Ridge was played by. Oh, now I'm blanking out his name. Oh, uh, Van Peoples. Mario. Yeah. Or Melvin. Mario. Not the dad. He must have been like a teenager or something. No, he was like in his early twenties, and he was one of the guys in the unit. You know, one of the Marines that. Oh, it was a Marine thing? I was, like, thinking Western. No, no. Gunny Highway. I've seen this movie way too many times. Yeah, I'm going to say that you really know this one. Yeah. Well, he was fought in Korea, and he's got some Marine unit. This isn't, like, the early 90s. It's like, we don't care, and they're all rebellious, which would never have in a million years happen to the Marines. But he comes in and whips him into shape. Yeah, this is so early 90s, it was 86. Yeah. Two and a half stars from Leonard. He says Eastwood's enjoyable to watch as a hell-raising career Marine sergeant who whips a squadron of young recruits into shape. Uh, But it's a predictable and protracted film. Pretty thin stuff. Takes longer to play out than the real-life invasion of Granada it depicts. (laughs) It was directed by Eastwood himself, Marsha Mason, Everett McGill, Moses Gunn, Eileen Heckert, Bo Svensson, Boyd Gaines, Mario Van Peebles, and Arlen Dean Snyder. The, yeah, the, the actual the, the scenes between Marsha Mason and Clint Eastwood, there's actually some cool little fun scenes. They're like, they used to, they were married a long time ago, and then they got divorced, and then they meet up again, and she's all... You may be the world's leading authority on Heartbreak Ridge. I've chosen to forget about it almost entirely. You can't. Grenada was a real thing, dude. It really happened. Alright, so let's let's play best two out of three since we've had since that one got shut down so fast. So you have a point. If you get another one, we'll call it quits, but I'm shocked I'm shocked that you were able to to pull this off. This Clint Eastwood maneuver, as it will forever be known. So let me, I'll start the next one. I'll get it away from uh, Clint Eastwood. And I will say, I will say Ghost. Uh, Ghost, Sans Protocol. (laughs) I'm going to do it, buddy. I am crazy for Swayze, Pat Swayze. You're going Patrick Swayze? Oh, yeah, I know a lot of his movies. All right, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go right to... Next of kin. Uh, yeah. Good luck. Tick, tick, tick. That's the one movie I've seen a million times. Next of kin. I've seen all of his movies a million times except that one. Yeah, um, that's why I picked it. Cocksucker. Next of kin. Yeah, who else was in that? I'm going to just say C. Thomas Howell. Just to oh, that was a really good guess. Just take a shot. Yeah, that's a, let, me, let me double check and make sure C. Thomas Howell wasn't in it. It's been a while since I've seen it. I would have, I'm personally going with for my, uh, you know, because you can't win a point without proving that you know what you're talking about. Uh, ben Stiller was in that movie. What? Yeah. Who was part of, That's part of what makes it so memorable. He just had some weird scene where he, like, comes in and he's like, Hey, I'm Ben Stiller. 
Now my now my phone's acting funky. I literally had all of I had like Red Dawn, I had Roadhouse, I had them all locked up in my head, and then you pulled the one. Oh yeah. Loose cannon. That's how the game works. Nice work. And I can't, but I also can't get my phone to work. My Leonard Moulton has been acting a little goofy. Maybe it's due for an update or something, and I haven't done it yet. But uh, I'm having a hard time getting it to cooperate right now. And let me look this up. Oh, yeah, here we go. Next of kin. Next of kin. I bet you if I just type next of, that'll... That'll... that'll yeah, okay, next of. It's directed by John Irvin, who I believe is past. He's no longer with us. One and a half stars from Leonard. High concept, low rent star vehicle starring Patrick Swayze and Liam Neeson, no. second build. Then Adam Baldwin, the Baldwin that's not a Baldwin. Then Helen Hunt. What? Yeah. Andreas Katsoulis, Bill Paxton. All that. Then Ben's Ben Stiller. And then uh, Ben Stiller, I remember something about moving a couch or something. Like he's a moving guy or something. And then Michael J. Pollard, according to Leonard, runs a hotel. And, uh, and Swayze takes on the mob with the help of uh, his backwoods brother, Liam Neeson. Sweet. Yeah. So Liam was already fighting it up back then, but man, he's uh, <laughs> now he's fighting wolves. All right, so I get the point on that one. So now we got to do a tiebreaker. You can start, Graham, with naming a movie or an actor. Wait, doesn't that make you one because I lost the first one? No, because that first one was a draw because I couldn't think of anyone else. I couldn't think of another Jessica Walter movie. Yeah, so we're good to go. I love it. So, name an actor or a movie. Um, well, I will go uh, see Thomas Howell. Wow, you really, you really want to lose, don't you? No, I'm going to win. All right, you go see Thomas Howell. I will go with um, C. Thomas Howell, Secret Admirer. Um, I will go with uh, Justine Bateman. Was in Secret Admirer? Yeah, was as what? She was the girl that he was uh, in love with. Justine Bateman. Yeah. Get out. She was not in Secret Admirer. It was the girl from Full House, Lori Laughlin. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I am the winner. I am the winner. I knew that wasn't going to be too hard. I, w- I was trying to think of what's the one where C. Thomas Howell was black. Oh, that's, um... Oh, oh, oh. Back to school or whatever. No, no, no. Uh, Soul Man. Soul Man. Soul Man. Soul Man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was hoping you would go that one because I'd say Ray Dong Chong is in that one. I almost did go Soul Man, but I couldn't. I couldn't think of it. I just kept thinking Black Man or Man I was hoping Man you'd go Hitcher, and I would say Rutger Hauer, which would have taken us on a weird path. Yeah, as Rutger Hauer often does. <laughs> he's, 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 a, he's a weird path motherfucker, that Rutger Hauer. Well, that was a fun game. Should we play a build a title really let's quick? Build some titles. Let's let's just build one title. It's, yeah. The show's already thirty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it. Let's get it done. At Todd Clapp, T O D D C L A P P seven, the number seven, suggested for a starter title, Watchmen. Does he need something that ends in watch or swatch or wah? Men at work. Oh, okay. 
decided to go the other way there. Uh, I'll go working girl. So now you got to start with girl or end with watch. Girls on the side. That's called boys on the side. That was the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, girl, girls just want to have fun. Yeah, that's what you meant to say. Yeah. Somebody should make two sequels. <laughs> boys just want to have fun <laughs> and girls on the side. <laughs> On like a, on a double bill like Grindhouse and no one will go. Yeah. All right, Watchmen at working girls just want to have funny people. Funny people. So you got to start with people and end with watch. be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana with David Huntsberger, who on uh, Saturday, May 19th, will play Leonard Maltin game against 
audience members and the person who does the best who can defeat David on the 20th will get to be a guest on Douglas Movies Taping. Both those shows are at 4.20. And then Graham and I will reunite for Zanies in Hashville, Tennessee, Memorial Day weekend, all weekend long, all weekend strong. Three, three shows. Two will be stand-up, one will be Douglas Movies. And then, of course, uh, I've mentioned this in past episodes, but we'll be at Knoxville Side Splitters on May 3rd and Charlotte, North Carolina Comedy Zone on May 5th. And that's uh, that show's at 420. Yeah. And um, as always, Play Misty for Me is a shithead. <laughs> Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause 